This is a show with no particular niche, baby. It's always about hanging out. Maybe we'll laugh at some stuff. Maybe we'll learn something new. But it's always about hanging out, me and you. Welcome to That Thing with James, a podcast about nothing in particular. Uh, I'm your host, James. I almost forgot that detail. (laughs) Oh boy, I got cold again. Um, Now, I don't want to disturb him because he just laid down. I'm giving him a chance to be out here. But uh, my puppy dog, Cosmo, today is his second birthday. He is, as of uh, Sunday, February 11th, 2024, at 9.41 a.m. Central Time Zone, USA, North America, Western Hemisphere, Earth, the dog is two years old. Happy birthday, Momo. Uh, la la la. Yeah. Um, ooh, it got cold again. It just blew in overnight. It was like almost kind of spring weather this past week, and then uh, it's blown in. Uh, and I have no idea what the weather is going to be like on uh, the day this episode comes out, which would be uh, Friday. So, see, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, five days from now. Five days after this recording, I'm not sure what the weather's going to be like, but right now, ooh, it got cold again. Colder. Um, Yeah, so today... I really had no idea what I was going to talk about. I, you know, was, you know, bouncing some ideas around in my head. First, I was thinking late night lurid, late night, late night lurid, because last night I took a nap that ended up being longer than I expected. I thought I was going to take like a 40 minute nap and it ended up being like a two hour nap. And I woke up around midnight and I was like, okay, well, I'll try to go to go back to sleep. And I tried and was unable to go back to sleep. So I was like, well, I'm going to see what anime I can find on uh, different streaming services. And so I I went through and I saw I found a, a trove of like older animes from the 80s and early, early 90s. And I settled on one called Midnight Eye or Goku Midnight Eye. Goku, it's not the Goku from Dragon Ball Z. Uh, This was a uh, two-part thing from like 1983. It was an anime like a like a mini series kind of a thing, just a two episode mini series, but the episode was like an hour long each one, um, and it was cyberpunk. And man, it was just lurid. It was perfect late night viewing, just like the most outlandish uh, plot. Um, this dude gets a micro super processor in his left eye and so then he can control like every computer and every satellite and and it takes place in tokyo city in the year 2014 (laughs) everything is so futuristic it was just really campy uh lots of nudity lots of blood surprisingly good dialogue 
like the hard-boiled dialogue. Like, for example, the first one that comes to mind is uh, the main character is a private detective named Goku, and he, uh, I guess, quit the police force. It was a little up in the air about whether he quit or whether he got fired. It seems like maybe he was getting pushed out, and he was like, threw his hands up and said, you know what, I'll make more money as a private eye. And so he did, and he did. And um, there was this rash of like weird behavior going on with the uh, acting, or not acting, the uh, active police force. Uh, his old colleagues started committing suicide. Uh, they would see these, you know, different uh, like nude women. And something about them, a particular one in particular had these like peacock feathers that would come up from like the back of her pelvis. And there were eyes, like there's something on the shape of the eye on the peacock and it would like hypnotize the person and cause them to either harm another person and or themselves. And so one of the guys, one of the cops uh, shot himself in the head and the main character, Goku, is like going to the, uh, I don't know, the captain or something saying, there's something going on here. I'm looking into this. And the captain said, you keep digging. You're going to find yourself in trouble. You better drop this case. Find something else to waste your time on. Um, and, and Goku, the, the midnight eye, he was like, uh, well, I knew him. I knew the guy who, uh, like, ventilated his skull. You know, that's some good hard-boiled term. Instead of, like, shot himself in the head, he, he like, gained some extra ventilation in his head. Uh, yeah, lots of nudity, lots of blood, lots of good hard-boiled detective lines, and the most outlandish, uh, uh, premise <laughs> is set in a futuristic uh, 2014 cyberpunk setting. Um, it, it was perfect late night viewing. Now, I just watched the first episode, um, so I've still got to watch the second one, but that's some good late night lurid. And I thought, maybe I'll do the episode about that, but I don't really have enough to say to fill out a, an episode about that. So, you know, I was sitting here before setting up everything to record what I'm recording right now. And I was like, I don't, I, maybe I can just wing it. Maybe I can just wing it. And then something came to me. Emily came and told me she just saw a video of someone having an argument with their bird who talks. And uh, the bird said to the owner, go to bed, shut the fuck up. And then, and I laughed at that and she was like, did you hear about that British zoo or whatever with the racist birds? And I said, no. She said, yeah, there's like some parrots or something that are saying racist things. And uh, well, that's, that's where I settled for this episode. I'm going to be talking about racist birds in, in the UK. Um, but first, a little bit of a little bit of business. If you want, I, I, I do bonus episodes of this show. In case you didn't know, uh, you can access them at Patreon.com/slash That Thing with James. It's five dollars for a whole month, 
will get you access to all bonus episodes heretofore and the one coming out at the day this episode comes out. So patreon.com slash that thing with James help support the show and get access to lots of bonus episodes like a lot. And uh, if if you want to pay a little more extra tiers, I've got other little uh, perks that I offer and they're listed on my Patreon at patreon.com slash that thing with James. The other stuff, the show email, subreddit, social media, those things I am putting in a, on the, if you're watching this on my YouTube channel, those are going to be in a Chiron, a Chiron at the bottom of the screen. And uh, you can also find my Patreon and all the other links listed in the episode description. Now, let's get on to these racist birds in the UK. And I I don't mean women, because I know that's like the the old-fashioned, probably the the non-PC term that especially uh you know Brits would use to talk about women. Oh, this bird. Oh, you should have met this bird. Um, no, I'm talking about actual birds. So I'm going to pull that up. In the meantime, I'm going to take a drink of water and I will be right back. All right, here we go. So this is, I'm reading this on Manchester Evening News. And because it is a uh, UK article based in, uh, in a UK story, I shall read it in a silly accent. This article was published uh, a while ago. This is from... That's not a date. It was actually published on 29th of September, 2020. Um, Written by Zara Whelan and Ashley Franklin. These are like, these specific names are not it, but it's like a mishmash of different names of people I went to high school with. The title is, Parrots removed from UK family safari park after teaching each other to swear and laughing about it. Subtitle is a quote. Because they were all quarantined together, it meant that one room was just full of swearing birds. Let's read in a silly accent. See if I can uh, conjure like a broadcaster. Not like a sports broadcaster, but a news broadcaster. A wildlife park has been forced to remove five newly adopted parrots from the public display after they started swearing at customers. I haven't read this yet, so pardon if I trip up a bit. Bosses at Lincolnshire Wildlife Park said they accepted the new flock of birds on August 15, and the group taught each other to swear while in quarantine together. The park's chief executive officer, Steve Nichols, said the naughty antics made the staff laugh, which only encouraged the birds even more. Not only is that funny because of one layer, <laughs> they, 
put these new birds in a room together and they just started swearing and repeating. It was like a echo chamber of swearing. And then the zoo workers, uh, they just thought it was funny and laughed at it. That's one thing. And and they're probably saying racist stuff, and that's another thing. But it's the fact that this is in Lincolnshire. This is in the UK, England. I'm pretty sure Lincolnshire is in England. I'm not going to stop this to look it up. Let's assume it is. It's across the pond. It's UK. It's a place called Lincolnshire. I I feel like it's safe to assume that's probably somewhere in England. A famously racist place. In fact, all of Europe, uh, especially, you know, England and especially the continent is uh, exceptionally racist. I mean, the United States is exceptionally racist. um, And Europe is exceptionally racist in a, a, a... uh, perhaps in, in, in different ways. Let, let's just say they too are exceptionally racist. And so these birds had to pick up these words somewhere. You know, it's like your old uh, Furby. A Furby would pick up on words it would hear repeated, and then it would repeat the words, much like a parrot. And uh, so this may have started with one bird hearing something racist, and uh, it, it would not uh, be beyond uh, the pale uh, to imagine uh, an English person saying some racist things. And then it would further not be beyond the pale for, uh, you know, these birds to get into a racist, cursing echo chamber and for English zoo keepers to think it's funny as shit and do nothing about it. They're like, do you hear this bird? It just said the smartest thing I've ever said. That's what I tell my mom every Sunday. Every Sunday I say the most heinous racist things I can think of. (laughs) I'll tell you what. Let's keep reading. The park's chief executive officer, Steve Nichols, said the naughty antics made the staff laugh, which only encouraged the birds even more. But swift action had to be taken after the parents' parrots began shouting profanities in front of guests and then laughing about it, reports Lincolnshire Live. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay. This is not the birds' fault. They started cursing. Be- they started cursing and saying racist things because they heard humans cursing and saying racist things. So the birds repeated it. The birds don't realize it. They can catch on the vibe, but they don't understand the meaning of the words. Perhaps, maybe they do. How racist are birds? We can look that up after this article. Um, And then the humans started laughing when these birds said bad things, which encouraged the birds. And the birds were like, I'm picking up on a positive vibe when I say really nasty shit about, (laughs) say, the Romani people uh, or the Irish Ramblers. I think that's what they're called, the Irish Ramblers. Um, so they're laughing at it. They like it. 
let's laugh about it too. But swift action had to be taken after the parrots began shouting profanities in front of guests and then laughing about it, reports Lincolnshire Live. He said, For the past 25 years, I've always taken in parrots that have sometimes had a bit of blue language and have really got used to that. Every now and then, you'll get one that swears, and it's always funny. <laughs> we always find it very comical when they swear, when they do swear at you. But just by coincidence, we took in five in the same week, and because they were all quarantined together, it meant that one room was just full of swearing birds. The more they swear, the more you usually laugh, which then triggers them to swear again. <laughs> the park chief said they learnt to swear and laugh at each other's swearing, leading to something akin to, quote, an old working men's club scenario, unquote. Within 20 minutes of them being on display in public, there were reports of parrots swearing at a customer. <laughs> I could just imagine, I could just, I mean, I when I think of a parrot talking, I think of it, you know, in its usual, uh, you know, parrot, kind of a voice, but... I'm sure accent falls in there somewhere too. So where's the blue collar English Lincolnshire accent? I don't, I don't know this region's particular accent. I'm making a very generalized approximate with the accents I'm using here. And also perhaps augmenting them for the sake of humor. Um, but then I'm sure that must have some effect on how the birds sound. Poly want a cracker. You know, you, you know, say, uh, um, mother and uh, takes their five year old and their newborn in a stroller on a day, and the husband uh, was supposed to be with them, but oh, we got another call from work, and, and the wife is like, I took time off work for the kids. Why the hell won't you? Well, <laughs> So the this mother who's already pissed off at the husband because she's taken time off work to spend quality time with her little kids, the little five-year-old daughter and the newborn in the stroller, and her, her damned husband won't fucking take time off to spend quality time with the family. And so they go and check out, oh, the, I hear there's new, I hear they've got a new parrot display. Let's go see it. And then they go and look at the parrots, and one looks at them and says, Rush, rush, bitch! That's <laughs> not as funny as I thought it was going to be. But, you know, you could imagine a bird saying, Nice blouse, bitch! Within 20 minutes of them being on display to the public, there were reports of parrots swearing at a customer, and while visitors saw the funny side, the team were worried because they had a weekend coming up and were expecting lots of young children. Despite wanting to have some light-hearted relief, a decision was made to put the birds where they couldn't be heard before children arrived. <laughs> so even the the chief 
manager of the zoo. It, I, I just imagine like a kid kicking dirt, you know, like, oh man, oh shucks. Why do I, do I really, oh fine, I guess I'll put them away. They didn't want to put the birds away. They thought this was the funniest shit. <laughs> they wanted to be the premiere, but then perhaps cooler heads prevailed and said, hey, maybe not when there's a bunch of kids here. And they're like, oh, uh, fine, fine. We'll put the we'll put the funny birds away. We'll put them away. They will now be put into separate groups to discourage the behavior. Mister Nichols added, "Quote: At least if they do swear, it's not as bad as three or four of them all blasting it out at once." Unquote. <laughs> At least it's not as bad as three or four of them blasting it out at once. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine? You go to the zoo, you get ready, you get dressed, you've got a day out. You're going to go to the zoo, man. You're going to go to the zoo. It's a nice day. You're going to see some fun animals. Let's go to the aviary exhibit. And you go there. And four parrots, <laughs> chatterbox, and bouncing off of one of each other, just start screaming, cut, cut. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty funny. Now, I thought they were saying racist stuff, but so far I've not seen anything about any racist stuff. So far it just seems like they're just saying curse words. So I hope maybe... Maybe we made a rash decision. Maybe we made a rash judgment. Maybe we made an ass out of you and me. An assumption. To assume is to make an ass out of you and me. We assumed these birds were saying racist things. Well, I did because this, this whole story was introduced to me as birds saying racist things. And yes, I've seen videos of birds saying racist things, but... So far in this article, it's not mentioned the birds saying racist things, just cursing, general curse words. Uh, so perhaps these birds are more progressive than I assumed. And that teaches me something, and hopefully that teaches you something. The more you know. Da -da -da -da. Uh, let's see. Let's proceed. <clears throat> At least it's... At least if they do swear, it's not as bad as three or four of them all blasting it out at once, Mr. Nichols added. He said that the parrots were African greys, which are, quote, very, very good at learning vocalizations from all sorts of noises, unquote. The park made headlines around the world earlier this month after a video of Chico, a parrot at the park, singing Beyonce's If I Were a Boy went viral. Mr. Nichols said people have come to see Chico and then heard about the foul-mouthed parrots, and uh, meaning both have been good for business <laughs> during a tough year. <laughs> Let me read that again. Mr. Nichols said people have come to see Chico and then heard about the foul-mouthed parrots, meaning both have been good for business during a tough year. <laughs> now I see why they were reluctant. One, 
it's funny to have three or four parrots all cursing and laughing <laughs> that they're cursing. But then it was also drawing in money. Interesting. I don't I don't I don't think these birds were saying racist stuff. I think they were just saying, you know, curse words. He said it has kept some kind of normality. It hasn't brought any cash in and it hasn't made us secure, but a lot of people have come to see him. It has been very hard. The charity is going to end up losing somewhere between £300,000 and £400,000 for this year. It has been a rough year, but we are eternal optimists and we have no option. We have to keep moving forward. It is quite an unusual place where you are walking around and people are swearing aviaries trying to get a parrot to swear back at them, unquote. End of article. So people were actually coming to the aviary exhibit because they heard there were cursing birds and then they were encouraging the birds to curse. <laughs> this is just the most English fucking story. Is it not? Uh, I'm going to take a drink of water and uh, I'll be back with a bit more. Just a second. And I'm back. I found this article via a web search on an internet search engine, which then led me to a link uh, to the article that I read, which was part of a post on a not on a, but on a subreddit that I forgot about until this morning called Not the Onion. So uh, let's just read through some of these comments here because I've got a little bit of time to kill on this episode. Uh, top comment, and, and this post is from three years ago. So this is old, old news, but new news to me and perhaps to you. And it's always refreshing to hear... Uh, funny story about animals um, mimicking humans. Um, it's funny. So top comment is, God damn it, the birds deserve freedom of speech too. Uh, and then there's a comment under that, Je suis parrot. And then there's another one that says, I think I know someone who specializes in bird law. Um, you know, I think I do too. He, uh, he lives in Philly. Um, I've met a few people from Philly, and I've gotten along with them well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get along with the East Coast folk generally pretty quickly. Um, <clears throat> this person says, now that's what I call news. Agreed. This is the kind of news I like to hear. Uh, and then there's a comment under that. Why are you two swearing? Go fuck yourself. The birds, probably. That was a quote. Uh, okay, here's here's one from uh, Hip Hop Orangutan from three years ago, of course. My mom had an African gray and a yellow neck Amazon. The gray would lower its head for you to scratch its neck, which he loved. But once in a while, he would be in a mood. And once you looked away while scratching him, he'd bite the fuck out of your finger. Like, try to take it off bite. Uh, 
And then he would laugh like my mom because she would laugh when people fell for it. The Amazon would yell at the dogs when they got too close to the cage because my mom would yell at them. So he learned to yell himself. So he would throw his food, which the dogs liked, on the floor outside of his cage to lure the dogs, then yell at them so they'd run. And the gray would laugh because my mom did. It was a goddamn circus. <laughs> These are mischievous birds. <clears throat> Here's another uh, from a user deleted. So they don't have this account anymore, but they said, <clears throat> excuse me, parrots are strange animals. My mother-in-law, who is also a <laughs> my mother-in-law, who is also a strange animal, has an aviary with six parrots. They talk to each other. They don't just make sounds or say words. They communicate. They use the words in the correct context and form complicated sentences. The others will answer also in the correct context. They communicate about as well as a six-year-old child. They even sometimes have long conversations. I've even heard them tell one that's talking too much to shut up. I've seen one fall, and the other one will ask if he's okay. And I've seen them play tricks on people and laugh when it works. They'll make a ding-dong sound and laugh when somebody checks the door. They are absolutely capable of complex thought, sympathy, empathy, fear, happiness, and sometimes being a little shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> birds are smart. Um, most, I mean, humans are animals too. I think the majority of creatures are uh, far more intelligent than uh, um, too many humans uh, believe or feel comfortable admitting. I don't think humans are the most intelligent species on this planet, not by a long shot. And we certainly are not the only ones capable of complex thought. We're certainly not the only ones with conscience, self-awareness, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. And another thing that I think about often is that birds are dinosaurs. Uh, literally, you can look this up. It's not that, you know, it, it's not like humans branched off from apes. It's not like birds branched off from dinosaurs. No, this is a direct evolution, not a divergence, but a direct line. Birds literally are dinosaurs. Look it up. I'm leaving this, this episode with that message. Birds are smart. They are dinosaurs. They're a clever girl. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you hope you go check out this week's bonus episode of patreon.com slash that thing with James. Uh, until next time, thanks for tuning in. Bye.